I'll show you politics in America. Here it is, right here. I think the puppet on the right shares my beliefs. I think the puppet on the left is more to my liking. Hey, wait a minute. There's one guy holding up both puppets. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control. Read my lips. Just send your cash. There has never been so many lies, so much deception. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. (laughs) Please clap. It's time for the Mike Madison Show, a new breed of conservative talk. Now, here's your host, Mike Madison. Showtime! All right, good morning. Welcome to the Mike Madison Show here at 103.9 WYAB, and thank you for joining me on this special day. Uh, when I was a child, one of my favorite Christmas memories was my father reading "Twas the Night Before Christmas" every Christmas Eve. I would always, you know, we had one of those families where you got to open one gift the night before Christmas, and I was always guided towards one. It was new pajamas. Occasionally, I got a toy too, but t- typically, I got new pajamas every Christmas Eve. So I would put on my new pajamas and I would sit in my dad's lap and he would read this story to me before I went to bed. Now, eventually, when I turned 24, I was really just too heavy to sit on his lap anymore. So we ended the tradition at that point. But when I was a child, there was something so comforting to me about that tradition. And so I wish to give my listeners the same soothing comfort of my own radio show tradition And that's what we will embark on today. Setting aside the news of the day, uh, I'm going to do what I do every time of this year. The time of the day, when we recognize that day, when the government turns you upside down and shakes every nickel they can get out of your pockets, when they pull your pants down and ask you to bend over and touch your toes. Ah, in this free country, we celebrate it here on the Mike Madison Show. It is my annual income day, uh, income tax day show. Now, there's several topics that I'm pretty passionate about. Health. I'm a big believer in natural health and escaping the medical system. I'm a very anti-war guy. I'm a financial nerd and economics nerd, but I don't know if there's anything I find more motivating to me than to free the mind of the American people when it comes to a taxation on what you produce. It's actually a horrific idea. Uh, and I really wonder, each and every year, I, I always wonder if there's any hope that conservatives, and even some of the people on the left, will ever come to see income taxes as they rightly sh- rightfully should be seen, which is theft. Now, liberals, Democrats, love taxes when they're paid by other people, Right? Yeah, we know. I, what I, I saw the other day, Elizabeth Warren is worth something like $60 million. Could that be right? Or was it $28 million? It doesn't really matter. You would think that she would be living paycheck to paycheck, tripping over herself to give away her wealth. But apparently she's massed quite a, quite a bit of money. But liberals and Democrats love taxes paid by other people because they think the government needs resources to solve all of our problems completely ignoring their horrific track record on doing anything but making our problems worse. But we know where Democrats are. 
And Republicans and conservatives, there's a, that glimmer of hope there because they don't believe that. But unfortunately, they're so weak and neutered that a politician taking slightly less in extortion fees gets wild applause and support. But if Republicans and conservatives can wake up on the war issue, I hold out hope that maybe someday, maybe someday, they will discover some cajones uh, on this issue as well. Too harsh? Uh, we'll see. So here we go. I got some quotes of the day today. P.J. O'Rourke said, uh, giving money and power to government is like giving whiskey and car keys to teenage boys. Uh, Robert A. Heinlein said, quote, there is no worse tyranny than to force a man to pay for what he does not want merely because you think it would be good for him. Uh, Frederick Bastiat said, quote, When plunder becomes a way of life for a group of men in a society, over the course of time they create for themselves a legal system that authorizes it and a moral code that glorifies it. And Thomas Jefferson said, To compel a man to furnish funds for the propagation of ideas he disbelieves and abhors is sinful and tyrannical. And last one here, uh, James Madison. James Madison said, quote, Armies and debts and taxes are the known instruments for bringing the many under the domination of the few. And my appeal to the conservatives out there who believe there is this small cabal of people ruling over us, they did it through, as James Madison told us, well over 250 years ago, they did it through armies and debts and taxes. That's how they have brought us all, the 330 million of us, who for some reason bend over the, for the 537 of them, that's how they brought us under their thumb. So we're going to spend a little bit of time on that. Some stories that I like to, I like to rehash. And I, usually, sometimes, you know, I'm not going to see you on April 15th. Or they may have given you, I think April 15th falls on a weekend this year. So they may have given you a couple more days. That's just, you can feel the love. You can absolutely feel the love, can't you? But don't be a day past the days they give you. That's when the fines start kicking in. Anyway, we're going to start off uh, with one person who got it, one Republican who got it. Unfortunately, the Republican Party had no room for this individual. Uh, when he stood up to run for president of the United States, the Republican Party said, no thanks, we'll take John McCain. And then when this individual ran for president again in 2012, the Republican Party and the vast majority of Republican voters said, no thanks, we'll take Mitt Romney. Huge opportunity lost right there. This is the great Ron Paul. He's on the Elliott Spitzer Show several years ago talking about this very issue gotten us into this mess. Let me read to you something else that you said. You said the government, they have nothing, everything they get and they want to give to someone else, they have to steal it from somebody. That's called taxation. Is taxation theft in your mind? Yes, it is. It has to steal from productive individual and give it to somebody else. So and, and, and uh, it is yeah. theft. I just want to understand this. I mean, as we, we've had lots of conversations in the past. I always enjoy them. But I just want to, folks to understand your notion that taxation that is there to pay for things such as national defense 
or environmental cleanups or FEMA, that is theft in your view. When you, when you take the income from other people, it is. The founders didn't believe it. It was not an income tax. That's a rather recent event. It's not even 100 years old and it hasn't served us well. All it has done is give us a, a government out of control, a warmongering government that has an Wait entitlement system that there's no way they're going to pay for it. So it's all based on an immoral principle that government takes. Government Taxation. has, they can't produce anything. They have to take it from somebody else, and that's a moral issue. But Congressman, wait a minute. We can agree. Taxation was embedded in the very foundation of the Constitution. But not All the income tax. Now, the income tax merely related to whether it would be apportioned on a per capita basis or whether it would be varied based upon the magnitude of one's income. And that was an amendment to the Constitution that was passed, duly ratified, so it is part of the Constitution. So why is that now theft? Well, because you're taking mo taking money unfairly, and the way we uh, uh, the way we enforce the income tax is uh, is highly abusive because Why? we don't honor and respect. Because you're guilty until proven innocent, you have to prove well, yourself. You have to keep records. You have to testify against yourself. Uh, I mean, you're a lawyer. You should understand that. that, that, that you're not guilty until proven innocent. There, there. Look, I'm oh, not sure you are. You have to prove your innocence at, before uh, wait, the IRS. Wait a minute. Wait a minute it, 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 it is not lost on me that uh, Elliot Spitzer. I don't know. Is he still in jail? <laughs> the government came after him. This guy was very enthusiastic. He's going to tell you in a second how excited he is about taxation, about paying his taxes. It, he actually funded, he funded the organization that ultimately put him in jail. Congressman, I'm no fan of the IRS any more than anybody else, but I pay my taxes and I pay them with pride because it pays for our education, mm. our national defense. Okay. It pays for our education. No, it doesn't. Property taxes pays for your education. That's what funds your local schools. Property taxes, I could do a whole other show on that. <laughs> do you really own your home? Is it because if you miss uh, paying your property taxes for two years, they will come take your home? They just take it. So I don't know if you even really own your, ho your home in the land of the free here. But uh, property taxes pay for public schools in each community. And when it comes to the military, let me just say this. There will be people that are probably every year put off with this. Well, this is just silly. You got to pay taxes. See, that is the same mindset that is you got to take the shot. I mean, it's good for everybody. Come on. They're telling us they're going to stop this pandemic and that you got to get the shot because it helps other people. And it, it, it's, it's the exact same thinking to, in my point of view. This idea that, well, they say it. And that's the way it is, so we must accept it. But then he goes on to talk about the military. And so let me just say this one time again, because so many people don't understand this. The government collects trillions of dollars from sources other than the income tax. If we went back to the budget that they had in 2007-2008, and if you remember 2007, had a pretty big government back then, and they funded it all, for less than what they take in from f sources other than individual income taxes, they could let us all go, no taxes whatsoever, on our personal income and still fund a government the size that it was in 2007. And in 2007, it was the largest organization that has ever infested planet Earth. I'm just saying. The things that are, we do around the world, that's what being a citizen... <laughs> Is how, how many of you are happy about paying for the, the things we do around the world? I, I don't know, for you conservatives, a lot of you not real thrilled with a lot of the things we're doing around the world these days, are you?
this and being part of a community is about, isn't it? Well, good. You're, you're a good volunteer. Congressman, look, as I said at the top, congratulations. Even though my income taxes, which you view as theft, are used to pay your salary, I'm proud to pay them, I got to tell you. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, once it was said that taxes is what we pay for civilization. And look at our, look at our economy and what we're doing today. I don't think we've gotten a very All good right. deal. All right, Congressman. Not a good deal. All right, Congressman Paul, thank you for your time and good luck. Yeah, there you go. Uh, this clip goes on. Maybe I'll play the other half later if I've got the time. Uh, that, that's a true statement, uh, statesman. That's somebody who actually understands freedom, not the Republican. You know, what I love is most Republicans, here's what they tell you. You ready for this one? We believe you know what to do with your money better than government. And the crowd cheers. What they really mean is, we're going to cut your taxes. You make a hundred grand. We're going to take $33,000 of that. But I tell you what, we think you can spend $2,000 of that better than the government can. So we're going to give you a tax cut. We're only going to take $31,000 from you. And the crowd goes crazy. Mike, don't you love him? He's the one that gave us blank tax cuts, Trump tax cuts, George Bush's tax cuts. Now, the funny thing is, too, that these same Republicans never control spending, so you're paying massive taxes right now in the form of anyone, anyone, inflation. That's right, inflation is a tax created by the Federal Reserve and our Congress that can't control its spending. So even if you got your Trump taxes... You're paying them back in spades right now, aren't you? Well, if you've got any questions about whether or not taxation is theft, stick around. I've got some definitions. Do words still matter? We'll see when I come back. Stick around. all for anybody doing anything voluntary that they want to do that doesn't hurt somebody else. Um, I'm for people who profess socialism uh, as a libertarian guy, as a guy who believes you should be able to do what you want to as long as you're not hurting other people. I believe you should be able to put together another group of people who voluntarily want to go with socialism. I actually encourage it. I think there's no better way to dissuade somebody of the notions of socialism than to try to get them to get their... Uh, Let's just say your high school class. Try to get them all together and pool their resources. And everybody, doesn't regardless how hard you work, everybody's on equal footing there. Everybody puts their income into a big pot. You could, I don't think you could do this with three best friends. You can't do that with a husband and a wife. At some, t at some point, if one of the spouses just will not pull their weight, but they get equal equal amounts of reward for the income that comes into us. I mean, a wife will look at a husband and go, what am I doing with this loser? Get off your butt. We kick our kids out of the house when they don't go out and get jobs. When they become adults, socialism doesn't work. But I encourage anybody who wants to do anything voluntary to give it a whirl. You can't force it on me. You can't force it on other people. But if you want to be a socialist, put together a big big group of socialists. You can take care of your health care. You can do the whole, sh the whole deal, all voluntary. So for any of those of you out there who believe it is your patriotic duty, as I believe the 
the IRS or the Federal Reserve has on their, I think it's the IRS, says taxes are the price we pay for a civilized society. There are many people out there, I'm going to pick on you boomers. <laughs> There's a lot of people steeped in this kind of propaganda for longer than most who probably believe that. I encourage you also to voluntarily cut a check to this magnanimous organization, the U.S. federal government. Uh, you can give them as much as you want. And I, as long as it's voluntary, I have no problem with it. So for any of you who might find this off-putting, you think it's un-American for me to challenge the fact that you have a large chunk of your income stolen every year. I'm not talking about you. There's an address. IRS has an address. Treasury has an address. You can send them a check anytime you want to. I think it'd be better served in your local community, providing jobs and helping local entrepreneurs or good charitable causes, but knock yourself out. If you want to send a third of your income to the U.S. federal government, I support your right to do that on a voluntary basis. Here is Merriam-Webster's definition of theft. And now I know, you know, probably a couple of years ago, I've read these before, probably a couple of years ago, uh, Merriam-Webster held a little bit more uh, credibility than it does now since they, I haven't, I haven't changed this definition. It's been in some of my notes I keep from year to year so I can do this great tradition. Uh, I would imagine maybe Merriam-Webster has changed the definition the way they changed the definition of uh, vaccine. We're seeing them live time change definitions constantly, but last time I checked, here's Merriam-Webster's definition of theft. The act of stealing specifically the felonious taking and removing of personal property with intent to deprive the rightful owner of it. Now, I guess we could debate felonious, because as one of our quotes of the day said, if you allow men to gather in a big group and plunder for a living, they'll make the legal code uh, accepting of it. I actually don't believe that that's true the way it currently is constituted, but let's just say uh, the taking and removing of personal property with the intent to deprive the rightful owner of it, that's theft, and that describes taxes. Here's Dictionary.com. Theft is, quote, the act of stealing the wrongful taking and carrying away of the personal goods or property of another. Larceny. I'm just saying. And then I tacked this one on a couple of years ago. We'll do it again. A couple of definitions. Uh, extortion. <laughs> <laughs> the act or an instance of extorting. It's a noun. Illegal use of one's official position or powers to obtain property, funds, or patronage. Another definition of extortion from Wordnik is, quote, an excessive or exorbitant charge. Uh, Wikipedia on extortion. <laughs> Extortion, which is not limited to the taking of property, involves the verbal or written installation of fear that something will happen to the victim if they do not comply with the extortionist's will. Another key distinction is that extortion always involves a verbal or written threat, whereas robbery does not. Now, I don't know about you, <laughs> but if you've ever gotten a letter... A letter in the mail, it can be written or verbal, threatening that something will happen to the victim if they do not comply with the extortionist's will. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. I have always said 
There is no difference between the taxes that are levied on human beings than there is from the mafia in New York that went to the business owner and said, hey, you got a nicer restaurant here. I'd hate to see anything happen to it. And what they do is they come and they say, every month, you're going to give us 10% of your profits. And the business owners say, what? And they say, well, I mean, we certainly would hate to see the place burnt down. We'd hate to see you lose your business. And the poor bodega owners in New York City for decades complied the same way the poor American citizen complies under the threat, uh, similar threat from our government. Here's an interesting one, too. Uh, if you are like most Americans, paying taxes is one of your pet peeves. Uh, I think I've taken pet peeve to a new level, haven't I? Uh, the deadline to file your federal taxes is coming up, and this year Americans will spend more than 7 billion hours preparing their taxes and will hand over more than $4 trillion to federal, state, and local governments. Americans will fork over nearly 30% of what they earn to pay their income taxes, but that is only a small part of the story. Seven billion hours and four trillion dollars. What could be done in the United States if we all had an extra seven billion hours? Now, I, I know about four billion of those would be wasted on TikTok, but the other three billion would be golden. And four trillion dollars taken out of the private economy and filtered, filtered through the mafia uh, in Washington, D.C. It was interesting on that Ron Paul video, there was a, there was a comment on there. And unfortunately, I think this is probably very typical of many Americans on both sides. This is what this commenter said. <laughs> now, it was translated from sheep into English, so I'll read the English translation of it. Uh, taxation is not theft. Taxes are like membership fees that keeps the economy going. Want to end taxes? Want to end programs funded by taxes like social welfare programs? Yes. Sure, we can do that. But you'll collapse the economy, and your ability to earn that income will be non-existent. Austerity kills economies. Now, after the tax-funded economic infrastructure collapses, you'll be, be out of a job and have no money. But hey, at least you won't be paying any taxes, right? Sarcastic, uh, what is that? Colon, backslash, the crooked smile. <laughs> Very clever. Yeah. This is this idea that we must fund this government, because if not, it would be chaos. Just absolutely, we would not be able to figure out anything. We'd all be sitting at it. Now, Democrats already do this. I'm talking to you conservatives who are most of the audience of this show. Democrats already do this. They wake up in the morning and they just look around and they go, how am I going to tie my shoes? They want the government to come in and tie their shoes, fix their breakfast, get them uh, a ride to maybe work. <laughs> But conservatives aren't like that. This idea that they have hoodwinked us into believing. You know, I don't know if anybody noticed it during the late 1700s, all throughout the 1800s and the early 1900s as the United States of America was leapfrogging other nations around the world that had been around for centuries, sometimes thousands of years, as we leapfrogged them all, no individual income tax. None. Zero. Zero. What, did we have a big Washington government? Nope. You know what people did? They went out. They figured it out. They figured it out. They started entire towns and grew them into metropolises prior to any huge federal government stripping their citizens of money. We figured it out. Don't let somebody convince you uh, otherwise.
Uh, when I come back, I'm going to do some of my some of my annual stories, some of the more egregious things <laughs> that I've seen, and some of the stories that I hope I hope resonate uh, with the American people. Uh, and these are clips from the great documentary "America: Freedom to Fascism" by the late great Aaron Russo. If you have not seen this thing, I'm telling you, it's one of those game changers in my life. I can't remember when I saw it, early 2000s, I believe. It's a game changer. If you have not seen that documentary, you need to check it out. Uh, regardless, I'm going to play you bits and pieces of it when I come back. Stick around. Back. This is the Mike Madison Show, 103.9 WYAB, and you've joined me for my annual, <laughs> I was going to say celebration sarcastically, but I think what I mean to say is condemnation of the, uh, in, in light of the impending day where the government strips you bare and makes sure that you have complied. Uh, on April 15th, we decided to, I'll do my annual uh, taxation show. Uh, so I've got some clips here. This is from, as I've said, if you have not seen the documentary, America, Freedom to Fascism, uh, you should check it. Everyone, every, a lot of people believe that this move towards fascism is, is new. It's like everything else. It's, it's interesting to watch people wake up, to wake up to the medical establishment, to wake up to the warfare state, to wake up to the Federal Reserve that caused this inflation. It, it's gratifying. I mean, I'm going to admit it. It's gratifying. It's just too late. Well, maybe not too late. The people in France are, att are attempting to uh, roll back the clock on that country's uh, tyranny. But it, you're late to the game. I'll put it that way. I was late to the game. There have been people who have been talking about this since the 1970s. Mostly they were called libertarians. Uh, but it was early 2000s before I really kind of realized what was being done to us. Uh, this first clip I do kind of in homage. Uh, I want you to hear the story. I don't know if you're familiar. It probably depends on your age, whether or not you're familiar with Joe Lewis, the great American boxer. He was a black boxer during a time of segregation, during a time when black people were not treated well in the United States of America. Yet he considered himself an extremely patriotic American, uh, even serving his country during the time. And I just want you to listen to the words of this incredible man, notwithstanding his incredible physical uh, talent for boxing but just as a human being, and listen to what our government did to him. Let's see how the IRS treated one of America's greatest heroes and someone I cherished as a child. Joe Lewis was an American icon. Victorious in his first 27 fights, the Brown Bomber quickly rose to heavyweight champion of the world. His 1938 knockout of German Max Schmeling, who represented Hitler's Aryan ideal, earned him the admiration of millions of Americans. Right after Pearl Harbor was bombed, Joe had a title fight where he donated his fee to Navy war relief. Well, I'm not working for nothing. I'm working for my country, and I think that's about the greatest piece of work that anybody can do. Well, I certainly agree with you for that, but... You're turning over an awful lot of money. Well, uh, we all turn over a whole lot for this country this, at this time. Joe volunteered for the segregated army and defended his title while in the service. 
this time donating his normal fee to Army Relief. I've only done what any red-blood American would do. Since the checks were in Joe's name, the IRS taxed him on their full amount, even though he never saw a penny of it. At the end of the war, Joe was awarded the Legion of Merit. But what most people didn't know was that the IRS was charging him $50,000 a year in interest alone on his debt. When Joe's beloved mother died, leaving him $600, the IRS immediately seized it. They also confiscated all of his children's trust funds. Joe was forced to continue fighting until he was 37 and out of shape, just to pay off his ever-mounting debt to the IRS, which grew to $1 million, $100,000 a year just in interest. At the end of his life, Joe was forced to become a greeter at a Las Vegas hotel just to make ends meet. It was a shameful thing to see a man like him, great fighter, great human being, being humiliated and, and destroyed in this manner because, after all, when you owe Internal Revenue money, no matter what you have, they take away from you. And they took a lot away from Joe Lewis. Uh, they go on to say that uh, Max Schmeling, the guy he beat, representing the Nazis, Joe Lewis beat, actually ended up attending uh, Joe Lewis's funeral. Uh, this is just a true American hero as a human being, as an athlete. Our government destroyed him. Sounds like something the Soviet Union would have done, happened here in the United States. This organization that destroyed this man still stands. But of course, it's not just for uh, the famous. They certainly have no problem running roughshod over ordinary Americans either. I made a decision to drive to Virginia Beach from Washington because I had heard stories about two law-abiding families who had been brutalized by the IRS. They were falsely accused by their bookkeeper of being drug smugglers and tax cheats. And incredibly to me, without any investigation, the IRS proceeded to raid their place of business and their homes, even though they had done absolutely nothing wrong. On Saturday morning, four different raiding parties proceeded to raid four locations on a Saturday the day before Easter. I was the manager on duty, and I was up in the deli. Yeah, they had a kosher deli. How dare they? How dare they? And people came through the door. How many came through the door? Maybe about 15 or 20 people. 15 or 20 yeah. armed agents. With dogs, with guns. They made me get everybody, everybody in the, they went in the kitchen, they went in the deli, they went all over the whole restaurant, told, told all the customers, took forks out of their hands while they were eating their breakfast and told them they had to leave. I got the frantic call from Edie. And she says, something wrong, something wrong. So anyway, I jump out of bed and I immediately run to the shower. I'm in the shower and the next thing I know, I hear my son yelling, Dad! I went like this. And boom, I'm slammed against the door and I fall down with a gun in my head. And they're like, where's Scotty Miller? And I'm like, Dad! That's all I'm doing is yelling. I'm scared, frightened to death. And then the next thing I hear is Mr. Miller with the, the shower curtain is jerked back. I've got a gun pointed at my head. Hold it right there. The screams from the little girls uh, who were at a pajama party with my daughter. There was four little girls there with my daughter. Of course, mayhem. There were about three men in my bedroom with huge guns. He followed us and wanted to 
watch us get dressed. And I tried to shut the door, and he puts his foot in the door. Like he's gonna sit there and watch us change our clothes. And I was like, excuse me, no. Our neighbors now are all standing out. Were you still naked? Well, I, they handed me a towel. Oh. I had a towel wrapped around me. That's sweet. Did the towel fit? No, hardly. <laughs> hardly. At this point, I, you know, they were talking about weapons and, you know, and, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, they're looking everywhere, going through all my drawers. And I, I reached for my underwear drawer to get some underwear. They said, don't touch anything, boom. And they go, they're, they're locking their guns up. They hold it right there, don't move around, don't move, move. And I'm like, whoa. I said, I'd just like to get some underwear on here, you know? I said, yeah, I got women standing here. Said, they keep everything. How did you conduct your business if the IRS took everything? We had to do it out of a shoebox so we could keep going because we requested these things. And I'm told that the government's really not, once they do raid and so forth, they're supposed to at least let you, until you're charged with something, continue your business. This wasn't the case. They so, kept everything. So you were never even charged? Absolutely not. Charged with what? And when you speak IRS, the whole world shrivels up. The whole world gets fearful to a point where, let's not talk about it. I testified in front of Congress. I would like to know why this dark entity known as the IRS has come into my life and refused to leave. I raised my children with a zero tolerance for dishonesty. And now they must hear allegations that I am a major drug dealer and a tax cheat. A lot of people out there being abused and a lot of people saying, look, I'll pay it. Just go away. Just go away. When all that happened, we had to file bankruptcy. We've had cars taken away from us. Um, kept my daughter from going to college. Do they ever think about the lives that they just destroyed? They think about the ruination of homes and property? No, in this case, we would have never thought this could happen to us. We've never done anything wrong. How can this happen in America when, in my case, personally, I thought that I was doing everything right. I've served my country. I've been to college. At least I've done something in my life. I got a speeding ticket one time. I paid my taxes for 40, 50 years, whatever it was. I've never been audited. What happened here? Yeah. And, and you know, I've got to tell you, I find myself listening to that kind of story there. See, they went, this, this poor man naively went in front of Congress. Has Congress taken any action? No. No, not whatsoever. As a matter of fact, they were, they were toying with the idea right now, I don't know where it stands, of hiring another 87,000 enforcement agents for the IRS. We're growing the KGB. And I find myself really wondering, in front of a conservative audience, why don't you demand, why haven't you ever demanded, <laughs> this isn't new, for 40, 50, 60, about 70 years that this tax has been levied on the heads of Americans as they strip you of your wealth? Why have you never demanded more of the politicians who wrap themselves in the flag, tell you you know what to do with your money better than the government? You've never demanded that they take a look at this kind of collection tactic, this kind of organization? You just slap Roger Wicker on his back when he comes home and you take a selfie with him. I, I, I'm sorry. It's triggered me. I find it pathetic. Be right back. So dark you can't see the end. Skies cocked back. Shotgun which can't defend. The rain then sends dripping. Acidic questions. Forcefully. The power suggestion. Then with the eyes shut. Looking through the rust and rotten dust. A small spot of light floods the floor. And pours over the rusted world of pretend. And the eyes ease open and it's dark again. From the top to the bottom. From the top I stop. At the core I forgot it. Take it far from my safety. Pictures 
All right, final segment for the day. Probably good to think I've got just a tight one hour now instead of two because I could keep doing this for hours and hours and hours. This is uh, also part of uh, America Freedom to Fascism, the great Aaron Russo's documentary, where he goes and he starts asking some of the IRS commissioners, some of the people with the, the head honchos there, why, why do you feel that you have the right to come strip us of our wealth, to hold us at gunpoint, to lock us up, to destroy our lives at your will? And I want you to listen, because I think this is pretty amazing stuff. Listen to the people who ran this organization. They really don't have very many good answers. I kept wishing Anthony Burke would call me back. He seemed like an honest man. I then proceeded to call my message machine. Hi, this message is for Aaron Russo. This is Anthony Burke at the Internal Revenue Service. Let me uh, suggest uh, some people that you might want to think about talking to. Uh, one would be Don Alexander, who's a former commissioner who's here in town in Washington. Uh, another would be Sheldon Cohen, who is uh, both a former commissioner and former uh, chief counsel. All those guys, I think, can answer your question about, you know, uh, where in the tax law it says that you have to pay taxes. Wow, good news, I thought. So I called Sheldon Cohen because he used to be the IRS commissioner, he wrote the tax code, and he was also general counsel to the IRS. He is a true expert, and I couldn't find a better person to answer my questions. He graciously agreed to my interview. The reason I'm doing this documentary is because there are many people in America today who believe that there's no law that requires them to pay an income tax or file a 1040. And there are many people going to jail for it, fighting over it. The Internal Revenue Code is authorized by the 16th Amendment. I think it should be clarified. I, don't, I, don't, I think government should be transparent to the people. Why doesn't the IRS commissioner sit down with them and just explain it in clear English? Why? I don't the think they really care. They don't think, I, th I think they're just playing word games. You don't you think know, they're sincere people? You know? No, I don't think they're sincere people. What does voluntary compliance mean? And why does the IRS code say it's voluntary to comply, not mandatory? That's a word euphemism. We use, we, we use voluntary compliance when we, when, we, when we talk about traffic signals. Most people, at 2 o'clock in the morning, do you stop at a red light? Yeah. Is there a cop there? Well, sometimes I don't. Well, I do, I do, and most of us do, most of us do. Right. Um, but that's voluntary compliance. That was a complete perversion of logic. That's ridiculous. Traffic laws state that it is mandatory to stop at a red light. The IRS code says it's voluntary to comply. Mandatory and voluntary are the complete opposite of each other. Yet he wants us to believe that they mean the same thing. So can the government criminally prosecute somebody of information put on their 1040? Yes. Right, so doesn't that violate the Fifth Amendment? No. Uh, but the Fifth Amendment says I, I, I don't have to do anything that incriminates myself. Well, it doesn't incriminate you to put, to put but, your income down. But you said before I could be put in jail for it. The commissioner wants us to believe that although the IRS demands that you fill out the 1040 and you can go to jail for it, that they are not violating your Fifth Amendment rights of self-incrimination. That is absurd. Isn't it true? That the word income is not defined anywhere in the Internal Revenue Code. He's thinking, he's thinking. This is the head of the IRS, former head. The law says that the, uh, uh, the government has a right to tax income from any source derived. So, but the word income is not defined in the code. It just says income without a definition that's right. of what income is. That's right. Correct? 
Yeah. There are many different kinds of taxes. Well, how can an American citizen know what income is if the code doesn't define it? If they're paying an income because tax... Because the courts have all defined it. Do you remember what constitutional attorney Edwin Vieira said? The definition of income in the Constitution was given in the Eisner versus McCumber case, and it turns on gains or profits that are made from some activity. So the Supreme Court has ruled income is not wages, it's not labor, it's gain from corporate activity. I believe that a man's labor is his private property. That's your view, but it's not the law. All right, I could really let this go on. It's, it's, again, it's America, Freedom to Fascism, Aaron Russo. You can find it on YouTube. After you pay your taxes, when you're a little light on funds, you can go there and watch it for free. I encourage every American who wants to actually rediscover a free country, and what is more free? Being, being able to exchange your labor for money without being molested by another entity that threatens to come and turn your life upside down if you don't pay them their tribute. Yeah, I told you. There's a few topics I'm passionate about. This is one. Have a great day. I'll see you next week. Uh, bye bye